Hey mamas, welcome to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. We share incredible stories, tips, and breastfeeding ideas to help on your journey. I'm your host, Bethany Laverne, a lactation consultant and speech therapist who helps mamas with breastfeeding. Not all breastfeeding stories are the same, and we dive into those topics. Hi mamas, welcome to Breastfeeding Relief with Bethany. I'm your host, Bethany, and today I want to share my journey with you and why I've decided to start my company and also why I decided to start this podcast. So let's rewind a little bit. So I always knew I wanted to be a mama. And so when me and my husband got married, I was still in grad school to be a speech therapist. And so I knew I didn't want to be a mom right away. I wanted to finish um, my journey as a speech therapist and be a speech therapist. So a few years into our marriage, about five, we decided we wanted to start to have a family. And you just think it'd be so easy. Well, for us, it wasn't. Um, I just couldn't figure out why we weren't getting pregnant and it'd been a year. And so we went and saw a specialist. And so I was diagnosed with unexplained infertility. And from there, we started doing um, a whole bunch of different tests and to figure out why. Um, So we started off with um, something they call simple IUIs, intrauterine insemination. We had five of those. Um, One was successful kind of, it was, um, an ectopic pregnancy. So not really successful, but, um, we did know I could at least get pregnant. So that was, um, that was exciting. Um, so we did five of those and then our doctor finally said, you really should do IVF. And so we said, okay. And so, uh, we did our first round of IVF, got pregnant and then lost that baby. And so of course that's really hard. And so we took a few months off and did another round of IVF. Um, again, got pregnant, lost that baby. And it is mentally hard mama. If you have never gone through something like that or walked along a friend that went through something like that. And so I said, I really need some time mentally. Um, we went on a vacation. Um, we took some time away. I didn't even want to think about it. I didn't want to think about the needles and the shots and all the medicines that you have to keep up with. So fast forward, we decide to go ahead and do another round before the end of the year, kind of for, you know, insurance and medical reasons. And, um, so we decided to do one more before the end of the year It ended up, um, happening over the month of November and December with a transfer. And so ended up getting pregnant with our first son, um, that is with us today. He's four and a half. Um, and so very excited about that, but also super nerve wracking because you just, you don't know what the outcome is going to be, right? Because you're just on pins and needles all the time that it's never worked out. Is it going to work out this time? And so, um, at 12 weeks I started spotting and I was pretty sure I was going to lose the baby. Um, so I was put on bed rest for two weeks, but come to find out a lot of people with IVF actually spot around the 12 week mark. Um, and so luckily I was able to get back up after 12 weeks and go back to work until, um, literally my, water broke. And, um, I worked still a whole shift, uh, at work because I wanted one more day of pay before going on maternity leave. Now, my husband and I had already decided I would not be going back to work. I'd be a stay at home mom, but of course you don't want to tell your employer that because you still want to get paid and, um, not to have any, you know, kind of hurt feelings before you leave. 
Um, so from there I had, um, our first baby, it was a 32 hour labor, all natural. Um, and it was in the hospital, but we did have a doula and she was super helpful and helped me. Um, I mean, my husband and my doula helped me, but she was such a great advocate and knowing what was going on and what was going to happen and helped, um, with breastfeeding and stay with us in the hospital. And then after we went home about 24 hours later, she came to see us, um, to try to, you know, process the birth and everything that happened and make sure breastfeeding was okay. Um, took a few pictures for us. Um, so that was pretty awesome. Um, but with him, breastfeeding was so easy. He latched right away. Nursing went great. Um, of course I, as a new mom was concerned, he wasn't getting enough milk or my milk wasn't coming in. He wasn't getting enough weight. Um, and really there was no issues. I was just a first time mom worrying about everything. Um, I found an awesome lactation group, um, in town that met every Wednesday from 10 to noon. And I tried to not miss any of those days. I'm met some amazing moms. Um, so I hope you mamas can also find something like that because to have community around you is absolutely amazing, I think. Um, and so it was great to like share things that were happening. And everyone's like, oh, that's called the four month sleep regression or, oh, have you tried this or have you tried that? Um, so all of those things were amazing that I found the group. But when I, he was eight months old, I found out I was pregnant again, which was quite the miracle since we had had such a hard journey um, getting our first son. And so super surprised because um, I was already signed up to have another transfer for IVF of one of our frozen babies. And so I had to call and cancel, which was uh, I thought was going to be an awkward conversation. And I said, I'm going to have to cancel because I found out I was pregnant by myself. And it was kind of fun for the secretary to be like, congratulations. We're so excited for you. You know, we aren't upset. You're canceling your appointment. Like this is the goal. This is what we want. So, but of course that's not everyone's journey. Right. And so some people, you know, they're, they go through IVF again, or they have struggle with infertility, their second one. And so I want to acknowledge you mama that, um, it can be hard and I'm, I'm sorry about that. So our second son arrived in a hurry. Um, I started labor at 4am and he was here by 8:10 in the morning. So about four hours and 10 minutes was my labor. So that was pretty amazing. And I was super shocked because I was in for another 32 hour ride and I kept telling everyone to calm down. It's going to be okay. We don't need to go anywhere yet. So I'm kind of glad I was hustled out the door to go to the hospital because as soon as I walked in, my water broke in the hospital. <laughs> So had him right away hooked up and I was like, oh my gosh, this hurts so bad. And they're like, well, you've just forgotten what it feels like. And I'm like, I don't think so. Like my other baby's sitting at home and he's 17 months old. Like, no, I think I remember it exactly. Like, this is not okay. And I kept, I kept like, I was being dismissed by everyone of, you know, you just don't understand. And so anyways, as a speech, speech pathologist, of course, I learned about um, the mouth and, and tongue ties, not a whole lot into um, detail, I would say, in my grad program, um, but I knew about him. And so I looked in his mouth and I was like, oh, he has a heart-shaped tongue. Yeah, he is definitely tongue-tied. 
all the way to the tip of his tongue. Um, and so a lactation consultant actually never saw us in the hospital because every time they came to see him, he was out of the room. So one was like at his 24 hour check and another time, uh, I think he was getting his hearing screened or something. And so she was like, I'll come back. And she never did. I called a few times and they're like, she's with someone else or she's left for the day. So I was super disappointed about that, that I felt I did not get the care I deserved. Um, or needed while I was there. Um, also when I went and saw my pediatrician for the first time, he also never looked inside my son's mouth. Again, super disappointed that we are not checking our baby's mouth for tongue ties. Um, this is, um, something I speak about a lot. If you are new to me, I, um, speak a lot about tongue and lip ties and the importance of diagnosing them, um, and really understanding, um, when they need to be fixed. So I was so thankful. My mom was staying with us and she remembered that, um, we had, a lactation group every Wednesday from 10 to noon. And so it was Wednesday morning and she goes, get in the car. We're going, we're going to go to this group. You have to tell me how to get there, but I will drive you to the group. And I was so thankful she did. And so we showed up and Kate was there. She was my lactation consultant and, you know, she's just so warm and bubbly. It's good to see you. Um, is everything going okay? And I just start bawling. I'm like, it's not okay. Something is wrong. And so she said, well, what's going on? And I said, I think he has a tongue tie. Can you look at him? Can you check his suck? Like, watch me nurse. Let's do a weighted feed. She said, yeah, we'll do all the things while you're here. And so um, she definitely looked in his mouth. And of course, lactation consultants are not allowed to diagnose. And she said, I'm not allowed to diagnose, but let's go see a pediatric dentist because yeah, he has a severe tongue tie. Um, and so I said, okay, well, who do I go see? So she made a recommendation in town and I called right away as soon as I got home. And so they were able to fit me in right away. And so the next day on day four of him being alive, my husband and I took him to the pediatric dentist. And so the dentist, they do, um, an evaluation. And so that was less than 15 minutes long. And so you have to pay for the evaluation. Most insurances don't pay for this. And then they said, well, we can either take care of this now, or you can come back later. Well, I didn't know the difference. And so I said, great, let's take care of this now. Like I'm four days postpartum. Um, I would like to go home and not have to come back in a few days. So, and, so he went ahead and took care of it in office. It took less than 90 seconds. Um, they swaddle your baby um, and then put sunglasses on them, which is super cute, and then laser their lip and tongue. And so the best way to cauterize is to give the baby back to you and start nursing. Um, and that will cauterize the tongue. Now, he only gave me two exercises, one to rub my finger under his lip five times and then under his tongue five times and we were good to go and do it every time you change his diaper and make sure you wash your hands or hand sanitize them. Let's not hand sanitize because have you ever put hand sanitizer on and then stuck your finger in your mouth? That is such a disgusting taste. Um, like no wonder babies are screaming. They're like, this is disgusting. Um, and so I am really here for moms to hear my story um, and help you on your journey that you don't get the same journey as me because no one ever called and checked up on me. We never had a follow-up appointment. I was never told to go see um 
you know, another lactation consultant that specialized in it. I mean, don't get me wrong. I text Kate because I had her personal number quite a few times on this is going on and do you think this is okay? And um, let, you know, can I come see you again? Which, you know, at the next meeting, of course, I saw her and um, said everything. Um, But, you know, I, I was super disappointed that no one else told me other things could happen. And so, of course, I was so sleep deprived then and hadn't taken extra courses in tongue ties that, you know, I never really looked under his tongue. So when it's truly lasered correctly, you should see a triangle, a white triangle. I don't remember a triangle. So I'm not sure if it was not done fully back all the way like it was supposed to and got a beautiful triangle or if I didn't stretch the tongue enough because I didn't know how to stretch it that it um, fused back together. And so continuing to move forward, he still had some clicking and that finally went away. Our latch got better and we were successfully able to breastfeed for 13 months. So that made me super happy because I did end my breastfeeding journey short with my first son because I was pregnant. And by the time he was like 10 months, I already felt like I had this huge belly and I was uncomfortable. And he's so big to do the football hold. I felt like he was falling out of my nursing chair that I just went ahead and stopped the journey. And then I had pump milk in the freezer And so we did that and we only had a few weeks of formula. Um, I'm not to say, not to say that that's wrong. There's nothing wrong with that, but it's not the journey I wanted. And so I really wanted to make sure that I had the full journey with him of my goal was 12 months. And so we ended up going 13, um, before I finally weaned him. Um, but with all that being said, moms, I am here to help you discover that not all journeys are the same through this podcast. I also want to help you um, personally one-on-one. If you also need that coaching, like I had with Kate, I offer one-on-one coaching that you can get a hold of me for 30 days with all of your questions, because I know I personally would have wanted that. And um, purchased to have someone talk to every day and not feel like I was calling constantly and bugging the nurses or is this okay? Or, it, you know, or of course it happens on a Saturday or 2am and you feel like I need an answer now. And instead you have to wait, you know, 48 hours or until Monday, or is it a long weekend like Labor Day and you have to wait three or four days to get someone to answer you back. And so I want to help you moms that you can reach me Um, and I will get back to you a lot sooner than your doctor's offices will. Um, I also want to let you know that if your baby has a tongue and lip tie and you've just gotten this diagnosis, or you think your baby has a tongue tie, let me help you walk you through the steps of not having my journey because then my son, since it wasn't corrected, um, to the extent it should have been, he constantly drooled. Um, he's a gagger. He spits up. Um, we had even low tone diagnosis from a physical therapist and finally realized it was because he was tongue tied. And so he didn't walk until he was 18 months. Um, and I had to pay for a ton of extra therapy, but if it would have been done correctly the first time, it could have saved us a lot of money. And so we've actually had to have his tongue tie, done again, but this time we had to go to a surgery center and put him under anesthesia because he was so wiggly. He wouldn't sit still. 
um, that we had to have an ENT do it this time. And of course that breaks your mama's heart. Cause you watch him wake up from surgery and he's just crying because he knows his tongue hurts and he doesn't understand why, even though you explained it to him. Um, and so don't have the journey I've had. And so I'm here to help you mamas. So stay through, stay tuned through this podcast. Um, and you're going to hear other women's journey with tongue ties. Um, you're going to hear other mama's journeys with twins, um, preemies, um, two babies, one babies, um, nursing for longer than a year. Um, and also telling you it's okay to use formula. Um, we also have exclusively pumping. So I'm so excited for you to join me on um, this journey of finding out um, what other moms have done. Thank you so much for listening in. If you love this episode, it would mean so much if you would share it with another mama or post on social media and tag me. I want to personally thank you for wanting to help other mamas. You got this. I'm rooting for your breastfeeding journey.